Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. Uh, We have Karen Knight with us today, and what we are going to talk about is volunteer management for nonprofit companies, or the way that I like to think about it is volunteer inspiration for nonprofit entities. Uh, And I solemnly swear that I'm going to stop talking and give Karen the microphone here in a minute. Um, But the thing that's very unique is that in volunteer situations, the uh, analogy a lot of people use is herding cats, which is very... uh, very appropriate because volunteers don't have to be there. So you can't use a lot of traditional hierarchical managerial techniques. Um, Karen, please uh, fill in the gaps. Tell me where I'm being silly and uh, introduce yourself. You're not being silly at all. Um, The whole idea of herding cats, you can't, you can't handcuff a volunteer with your paycheck. Right. They're they're not getting paid. They have to be there because they want to be. Now, uh, as you said, I'm Karen Knight. I'm I'm from British Columbia, Canada. I help not for profits with their volunteer programs. So if a volunteer or a not for profit has volunteers who won't stick around or they're not reliable, I come in and and do what I can to to help them improve that situation. Yeah. Well, and I think that at least one of the things that I've experienced is that, you know, a big part of having an effective volunteer base is to have enough volunteers. And so in a lot of cases, recruiting is what's really important because, uh, you know, in a lot of organizations, there's a tendency for a a whole lot of work to go on into a smaller and smaller and smaller number of people. And then whenever one of those, one or more of those key people get burnt out, uh, all of a sudden you end up dropping a lot of commitments in very rapid succession. Uh, Is that something that you've seen? Uh, a lot, a yes. lot. Um, people, it's a hassle to volunteer or to recruit, yeah. uh, or or people view it as a hassle. There, there are ways to make it really streamlined and yeah. easy, and you can go through that. But people don't want to do it, so they, so again, like you said, they they put more and more on fewer and fewer people. There's a there's a terrible saying out there that find the busiest person and, and give yeah. a job to them. You've heard that. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. It's a yeah. terrible thing for, for both you and them. Number one, yeah, yeah, they get yeah. burned out. But secondly, you're low priority. You're, you're a Johnny come lately. So your task is not going to be top priority for them. Yeah. So it's, it's a bad thing altogether. Sorry, I get really yeah, just, passionate about this. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, go, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, you know, just because they're going to do it faster than the other people you currently have going doesn't mean that that's the, the best way to do it do it exactly exactly uh, well what are some of the uh, what are some of the strategies you've seen that are effective in uh, kind of creating that volunteer inspiration I mean, because ultimately what you really have to do is create an environment where people want to be a part of it um, and you know because you know once you have that dynamic it gets a lot easier to really have uh, you know just just have effective execution with volunteer labor right right yeah a lot I mean it it all comes down to to caring Mm-hmm. caring about them yeah uh, why did why did they volunteer in the first place if they volunteered because their your your um your mission means an yeah. awful lot to them make sure that they're in a position 
where they see a direct correlation between what they're doing and what they're there to do, like what yeah. your organization is there to do. If you have a hard time finding that correlation, you should be asking yourself why that task is being done in the first place. Okay. Right? If you can't connect it, if you can't connect a task to your mission, why are you doing it? Well, and I think that's actually really important because it, there can be a tendency, not just in nonprofit uh, organizations, but in kind of regular companies as well, to just continue doing things because they've been done a certain way before or to do things in a very labor intensive manner, be, just because they've been done that way. And so in a lot of cases, you know, either being willing or able to streamline things or just to you know, get rid of certain things uh, that either have low value or don't need to be done is another way to avoid burning out your volunteers as well. Uh, and so like, for example, uh, one of the things that, uh, that I saw uh, a number of years ago is, um, so, you know, my kids went to a private school, but actually they're still at a private school, but, uh, you know, when, when they were in elementary school, and unfortunately, the school went through a decline in enrollment. Uh, thankfully, with, co you know, COVID, one, one silver lining with COVID is that it has been the boon of boons for private schools. I mean, they, they had their biggest attendance increase in the history of the school um, <laughs> coming out of 2020, because uh, everybody was like, no, that, <laughs> we, 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 we need to, you know, we, we need to be at a place where the kids are actually going going into class. Um, so, but anyway, uh, going back there, what happened was when the enrollment started declining, you started having more work go on to fewer parents. But there was the expectation that they were going to keep doing all the volunteer events that they had done before. So, so you had a smaller group of people who were trying to do the fundraising auction, the book fair, the jogathon. And, you know, and then, you know, and say like, you know, and, uh, you know, the Christmas party and the Halloween party, you know, and all this other stuff. And nothing ever gets taken off the list. And eventually people, they just get burnt out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a, it's a really common problem is, is this whole thing of, of, well, it, it's, it's not terribly important, but we should do it anyway. So we'll, we'll get these people who are already doing everything else to do it yep. rather than they seem to think it's, it's more valuable to spend the time uh, managing extra work than to spend the time recruiting new volunteers. Yeah. That, and that, that bites everybody, mm -hmm. everybody. So yeah. Now take, take the time to really look at your recruiting system automate it because it can a lot of it amazing amount of it can be automated so that it's not taking a ton of time and then it's just a regular cycle of recruitment you just automatically do it every month or whatever your cycle is well you're uh, you're, you're speaking my language with the automation uh, uh tell me some of the things that you've seen uh as far as uh, successful ways that people have automated their uh, recruiting process for volunteers and i have a little bit of an ulterior motive here um because uh both the church congregation that i'm uh, that i'm with and the scout troop that i'm with um you know are both uh, perpetually looking for uh, for new volunteers well, a lot of it is just being seen. There are ways if, if you set up a system on your website mm -hmm. that has, okay, I want to volunteer, click here, right? And then everything's there that they have to follow. If you have a particular role that needs filling, that needs mm -hmm. specific skills or whatever, post it on there and there's automation things. There's different kinds and I don't want to yeah. 
promote one over another that just takes that and puts it out on social media. Okay. So, so that you don't have to go in and post it on Facebook and post it on LinkedIn and post it on Instagram and where, where all these yeah. things are, it just automatically does it for you. Gotcha. Right. And then you click, or you click on it. If it pops up in your Instagram feed, you click on it. It takes you right to the, to the job description and the application for it. the application. Come, they send the application an automated, automated email comes back saying, thank you so much for uh, approaching us. Here's a few extra details that we need to know about Mm -hmm. you and and someday I'll get in touch with you. Here's a a link to our calendar. You don't even have to have someone get in touch with them to set up an interview. Calendly and and other free things do that for you. So a lot of it, other than the actual interview process, can be automated. Yeah, well, and I think that's uh, that's actually a really important, uh, really important thing to keep in mind is that you know, being, you know, using ways to leverage and uh, amplify your time are you know just so important in you know, particularly in these types of spheres because uh, you know in you know in a lot of these uh, say nonprofit entities, you are highly dependent on volunteer effort. Uh, in order to fulfill the mission. And so being able to effectively recruit and retain uh, these people uh, for most of these entities is really going to be what makes the difference between succeeding and struggling. Um, And so I think that implementing these automations are just critically important. Yeah, the two things that not-for-profits always are looking for is more time and more money. So if you can, I mean, that's... yeah. They sound awful, but that's that's what it all yeah. comes down to is is the time and, and the money. Yeah. And volunteers, well, having a good volunteer system, that brings you both. Yeah. Well, well yeah, well, well, I mean, because the yeah, because exactly if you have a good volunteer system, then that's where you can, you know, you, you can go out, you can you can network and connect with potential donors, uh, you know, you can follow up, you know, because of course, right, yeah, you, know, you know, every nonprofit thinks, oh, you know, I'm gonna ask someone for money once, they're just gonna write a giant check. And that's not usually how it works, you know. You <laughs> no. typically have to follow up a few times. <laughs> yeah, I'm no fundraising expert, but yeah, no, it's a relationship. It's not yeah. it's not a here, give me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you know, if you're going to, especially if you're going to get somebody to write a significant check, you know, we're talking like, you know, say thousands or so, they have to really feel connected to what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you, you can get somebody to send 10 bucks, you know, kind of through a shotgun approach. But if you're going to get material amounts of money, you're really going to have to develop a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And, and volunteers are, are brilliant at that. Number yeah. one, they're passionate about the organization already yeah. because, Presumably, otherwise yeah. they wouldn't, wouldn't be wouldn't yeah, yeah, be donating yeah. their time. Otherwise, why would they be giving their time away for free? Exactly, and also because they have that passion, they can when they talk to a, a potential donor, that that passion just comes out. Yeah. Whereas if it's a staff member, they may care about the organization, but that passion isn't isn't oozing out of their pores. If yeah. you let, right, yeah, so, exactly. So it doesn't come across. It becomes, this is my job, so I've got to talk to X number of people. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, I c- completely, completely makes sense. Uh, well, let's see. So uh, let's uh, l- let's kind of take the conversation a little bit of a, di- of a different direction. So, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, about trying to, uh, trying to kind of grow and recruit volunteers. Let's talk about the proverbial cat herding, right? When you have your group of volunteers, what is the most effective way to lead them in a, 
similar-ish, general-ish direction. Because at least in my experience, that is about as good as you can hope for. Yeah, you hold the treats and you follow along. <laughs> Not quite that simple, but it it actually generally is because the treat is, isn't a thing, but it, yeah. if, if they can see the difference that they're making, yeah. they'll want to stick around. And if you, if you make it clear, and, and I, I'll keep coming back to this, is, is communication. It's making it clear that they're making a difference. Yeah. Right? And this is how you make the difference. So if, you, if you're really clear yeah. on this is our goal, we want to touch X number of people or we yeah. want to save this yeah. particular animal. And then you show here's your task and this is how it leads to that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and then everybody's going to that goal, but you have yeah. to make that goal really, really clear. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I know uh, at least one of the one of the philosophies that I've adopted, I don't know, may, maybe this would be considered uncouth, but uh, uh, but, you know, when it comes to, uh, to to managing volunteer groups, I do not prescribe it all to the everybody's equal. I'm like, hey, A players get privileges. You know, if, if you are one of my the VIP volunteers, you get to sit where you want. <laughs> um, right. You know, pretty much anything that I can uh, ethically do <laughs> to <laughs> to accommodate uh, in any of, you know, my, you know, kind of my A player volunteers, I will do with, without question, um, because, you know, yeah. because, you know, because, you know, people who, who feel that passion and put in that time, um, you know, when they, you know, kind of when, when they feel that, you know, I'm not going to say special treatment, but little bit of, you know, kind of modest special treatment, it will usually have a very strong reaction, um, you know, because these people are, they are already, contributing a large amount of their time and effort, uh, but that recognition can almost have kind of a, uh, a supercharged effect with those people. At least that's been my, uh, been my observation. And so I, I usually try to go out of my way to kind of, again, do whatever I can ethically and, fe ethically and feasibly can <laughs> to and accommodate whatever not, they want. It's, it's not that hard to do. Uh, we did uh, an organization I was working with we had a special event that had um, a rather famous guest speaker coming. Uh -huh. So one of our special longtime volunteers got to pick that person up from the airport ah, and bring nice. them, right? So they had one-on-one -on -one time with this. Oh, Just simple things, yeah. right? It doesn't, it doesn't take much. And yet, I mean, that talk, that volunteer talked about it for years afterwards, <laughs> right? So it, it's just little things like that can make an yeah. incredible difference. Yeah, and like absolutely. you said, it's, it just makes them that much more passionate about the organization. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. retention, it keeps them back. It keeps them coming back. Yeah, well, and yeah, I mean, and, you know, because uh, I think whether, whether you're talking about employees, customers, it's the same idea, which is that, uh, you know, a lot of people really focus on acquisition, uh, but don't think enough about retention because they just sort of assume that if somebody's a volunteer or somebody's a customer, well, of course they're going to stick around. Well, no, that is not guaranteed. <laughs> not, not in any way. In fact, when I talk to different organizations, the the two things that keep coming up across the board are um, commitment and reliability. Yeah, they they'll be there and then they don't show up or they come they're there for a month and then you never see them again mm -hmm. it happens all the time it is probably the biggest challenge for for yeah. leaders of volunteers yeah no completely yeah. completely well uh 
Uh, well, let's see. So I was going to say, I, I want to make sure that we're uh, that, that we're staying on time. So uh, so uh, kind of give us a few uh, just a few more nuggets of wisdom and then let everybody know where they can learn a little more about uh, your, just about your business, about your uh, about your work that you do. OK, uh, a few more nuggets. Wow. And we've got how much time? Yeah, <laughs> there's so many things, but it all comes down to to appreciation. Yeah. It really, really does. I, I liken it to to your environment. It's the air that 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 volunteers breathe. If you don't have it, they won't be there. Yeah. Right? You aren't aren't providing constant thing. Um, I'm on the board of directors for a local volunteer or a local therapeutic riding association. Uh-huh. Every volunteer gets thanked by a staff member at least once every shift. Okay. Just, just constant. And yeah. when I talk to the volunteers, they're, they're thrilled. They're really happy to be uh-huh. there. So things happen. People will leave. Life, yeah. life gets in the way. But um, if you show them, I mean, we know how much we value them, but they mm-hmm. need to know that we know how much yeah. we value them, right? So if we just just show them the love, just that's the biggest thing altogether. Just show them the love. Um, well, and, and I was going to say because yeah, yeah, the uh, you know if I think about you know say like my kind of my Northern European ancestry, right? It's like okay, well you know I told them they were appreciated once, and that should be enough, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. If well, I let them changes, come. I'll let don't you know. I? <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, like I said, there's, there's so much to it. Um, I'm, I'm at the end of this month on the 28th, I'm going to be giving a a free webinar on the five steps to building a, a reliable and committed volunteer workforce. So, um, yeah. So if anybody wants to do it, it just come, it's, it's, it's not a it's not a sales fest i'm not i'm not going to to yeah. sit there and and tell you tell you to to hire me or anything yeah. like that it's just basic information yeah. that i think everybody needs to know excellent um, and yeah to reach me well my website is karenknight.ca that's, <laughs> that's, that's k-a-r-e-n-k-n-i-g-h-t dot c-a dot c-a not com because i'm canadian and that's yeah. just how it goes yep <laughs> so, but yeah, so yeah, join up and see if you're interested. If you know of anybody who's interested mm-hmm. or who might might find benefit to it, just come on the webinar and I'll give as much information as I can. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, Karen, I really appreciate your time and a good conversation today. And I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your day. This was fun. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Karen. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to TerminalValuePodcast.com. For more information, please visit BusinessOfLifeLLC.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.